Welcome to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. Paul, today we are headed to the intersection of Candy Cane Lane and Wine Snob Alley. I don't think Candy Cane Lane intersects with Wine Snob Alley, Rick. It does in some very unfortunate neighborhoods. <laughs> We're talking today about this holiday time of the year. I love the holidays. Oh, there's yeah. wine, there's food, there's parties, there's wine, there's gift giving, there's, there's wine. wine. <laughs> and of course, good old Santa. There's Santa. No, no, no. Santa is No, Paul, 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 stop. There could be some children listening. <laughs> Not to our show. I don't think there are very many grownups, but I'm sure there are no children listening to this. Well, yeah, okay. What, uh, so you think Santa maybe is a wine drinker? Oh, I think, well, no. I think Santa, you look at the belly, you look at the nose, I'm thinking beer and brandy. Yeah, yeah, he does. He definitely looks like a brandy drinker. I could just see him with on his sleigh with a, a little hot cup. Oh, no, I'm thinking of, a little hip flask. All right. Well, yeah, and I, I've actually heard you and Santa can be quite close at times. All right, well, <laughs> so besides debating Santa's drinking habits today, we're talking about wine and holiday parties. We'll have some gift ideas. We have holiday-related listener questions. I, of course, saved them all up. Good. And uh, one of them's about the family wine snob. And another about pride, goeth-thing before a fall. Goeth-thing. Ah, yes. Yeah, that was know. a German philosopher, wasn't it? Goeth? Goeth-thing, yes. Well, you know, it's down goes pride. <laughs> Plus, as usual, we will make fun of wine snobs. But let's start with the gift-giving side of the holidays. Okay. There's, a couple, there's a couple of categories. You know, there's the just wine as a gift. We'll, we'll get to the bringing wine to parties, which is a super complicated. No, I'm joking. It's not that complicated at all. Um, <laughs> you but, make it complicated. Well, it's true. I make everything complicated. <laughs> it's kind of the story of my life. Sometimes it's getting through the front door. Door of the party is a whole. Well, the, it's the a bouncer. Travail. Yes, it's the bouncer. That, that is guy the keeps tossing me. I don't understand. <laughs> All right, so Paul, uh, what kind of gift? As a gift, pure gift, not a party gift, but a gift to a friend or somebody, a loved one. Uh, of wine. What would you suggest? What well, kinds here's of wines? the thing is, is this is always a problem with giving anybody a gift, which is when they're really into something and you're not. You then buy them something, and they look at it, and they say, if I'd really wanted this, I'm so into this topic, I'd have bought it anyway. That's true. So there is that challenge for if you really have the absolute geek of a wine snob in your family, it's probably safer not to go too far with wine. Now, I do have a couple of little fun ideas for you um, because one thing, I know you feel this way, Rick, you can never have too many cufflinks for your tuxedos. Th that's true. You know, I, and, and the problem is it's just keeping up because I have so many tuxedos that— <laughs> Right. I, you know, yeah. But, you know, actually, um, there are lots of cool little wine-oriented. There are corkscrew cufflinks and champagne top buttons for your tuxedo and things. And people who occasionally are – well, let's put it this way. People who aren't wine snobs often have a tuxedo. Did I mention I have three? Okay. <laughs> and you're always looking for something to put on there. So uh, something a little jewelry-like, whether it's a tie clip, whether it's just a little pin that looks sort of cute, any of those things work. The, I'm going to recommend one thing that I really love, which is if you have someone who is getting into wine, may not be whole, may not have gone in over their head, but may be paddling around somewhere between the waiting, the kiddies pool and the deep end, is a wonderful book by Hugh Johnson called The World Atlas of Wine. And well, it's got maps of every wine region in the world, and it's all sorts of fun to go buy a bottle it, of wine. It is a cool book. It's a, it is a yeah. great reference point, yep. and, and that's what it really is for, for, for folks like that. Uh, as somebody who spends most of his life in the kiddie pool, um, <laughs> I, I think that the vast majority of even of, of friends who like wine, you know, they're still, they're still not 
they're not super experts and they're always looking for something. And, um, and, and my theory is a little different than yours. I, and my theory is give them one. Uh, oh sure. Just give him a bottle. But I don't, you told me I couldn't say that. Don't. Well, I. Well, you, I, I you, was going to. I was going with this radical thought of giving wine. <laughs> yeah. So these are the other gifts. Yes. Okay. Oh, I wanted. I wanted you to 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 uh, to. Mine, I wanted to mine your cufflink. Um, cufflink uh, connection. Streak or whatever That's that was. Right. <laughs> but this idea of giving wine is. Um, you're right. When it's somebody who's really an expert, like for giving a Paul Wagner a bottle of wine. Um, or I would go with two directions, but it's the same directions that I would go with a beginner too, which is a, 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 a nice bottle of bubbly because a sparkling always, wine is always, always a welcome. good gift. Yes, and then a nice bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon because it's a wine that's that signals you're trying. Well, it's interesting because we are between Thanksgiving and and Christmas. And at our Thanksgiving dinner, my daughter uh, arrived with a couple of friends, one of whom is her boyfriend, and then his sister also attended. So we had we had quite a crew at our, and two different people bought brought bottles of wine. One brought a bottle of Madeira, nice. which is a fascinating and interesting wine that's well, pretty they... unusual and delicious, and we loved it. And the other one was someone who brought a bottle of wine from where they live. And that's always sort of an interesting idea of just giving them something that comes from the local boys. Sure. And, you know, that's another thing, especially well, if, and if you're not traveling, is to go to, a, you know, go to a wine shop and just ask a question. But but often it's a little complicated and it's fast and it's thin. And that's, I, I do. I say that it's, you know, the, it's the cab. It's the good, decent sparkling. At least it shows that you're that you there's some thought behind it. Um, and but if if you do have sort of a wine, a wine. Somebody's really into wine, very wine expert kind of a person is. Yeah. Go to the wine shop. Go to any one of those places where there's somebody who can give you a little help and say, "Give me something that's really going to just be interesting, but yep. lots of people will like." That's the, the sort of the question. You well, ask. that's one. Or the other one I like is if if you're really after someone who's a wine geek, I go in and say, 50 bucks, dessert wine. What wait, do you got? Wait, Fifty bucks. That's, oh yeah, that's isn't, my entire Christmas. Isn't that budget. what you're giving me for Christmas? No, that, that's yeah. my. That's Actually, everybody. Rick, just save. Just give me the fifty bucks, <laughs> right. okay? Oh, wow, that's <laughs> wow, you are a generous man. All right, there's another side to this, of course, um, which is bringing the wine to a party. Yes. So there's a couple of different kinds of parties. So let, let's start with like the, the sort of the different approach versus the walk around versus the dinner party. That's okay. Of thing. Okay, so which one should I start with? Start with a walk around. Walk around. So you show up, and it's kind of a reception. Yes. Right? So you bring, I usually get a bad reception. Yeah, I can understand <laughs> I why. I can understand. That's why we're a prod, podcast and not on the radio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so first of all, um, there are lots of different wines here because everybody's bringing wine, right? So it's fun. Just bring something you like to drink that's delicious, put it on the table, hope a few other people enjoy it as well, and you're done. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. Uh, and you know, if and if it's pretty, if it's a pretty label, you can show them the pretty label and then put it on the table. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah but just you know, I, I'm a big fan of just bring something you really like, um, put it on the table with and, everybody else, and that way at least you have something that you know you're going to like to drink. You get at least one glass of something yeah. that you really like. Yeah. That's right. I just carry it around. <laughs> so yeah. You just drink straight out of the bottle. Okay. So what about coming to a dinner party? Uh, different scenario. Because coming for, to a dinner party, you haven't picked the menu unless you unless the host or hostess has told you we're having turkey, please bring a nice bottle of Pinot Noir. 
Um, you aren't in charge of the menu and you aren't in charge of the drinks. So you're not actually bringing a bottle of wine for dinner. You're bringing a hostess gift. There you go. That's so true. And it's the same as giving flowers. Bring something you think the hostess will like or the host will like and you're done. Yep. Well, now I have a uh, slightly different approach. Um, There's a surprise. When I go go (laughs) to a party, I say bring a Chardonnay or a Zin. Okay. Because... Those are the two wines that people drink the most. You know, people make fun of Chardonnay. You know, you and I both like it, love it. But, you know, if you, there's never any left at the end of the party. Right. Um, and Zinfandel is just a very versatile red wine. It's a good walk-around wine, and it's a good food wine, too. What happened to your, what happened to your friend, the bubbly bottle? Well, bubbly, bubbly, the only thing about bubbly bringing bubbly to a walk-around party is that, that you know, you kind of have to take care of it. If they'll let you— Well, you, I thought you, that's what you did. I thought you were right. carrying the bottle around. And the problem with bubbly when you carry the bottle it's around is when you drink yeah, yeah. straight out of the bottle, it comes shooting it, out your I nose. I know, and I always end up with all, my shirt's always wet. It just, it's nuts. Um, you know, bu- bu- bubbly's good for dinner, however. If it is a dinner, bubbly's a nice approach. And say, I'll take care of this when it's time. I can pop this. Or Pinot Noir, I think, is a very versatile dinner kind of wine. Right. And it's another one of those wines that look like you're, um, you're trying. And by the way, may I say this about bringing flowers? Yes. When you bring flowers to a, a, par- a, a party, yes. bring them in a vase of some sort or a potted plant of some sort. Be- the reason is because your host or hostess has already got their hands full. Uh, and you don't point. want to make them have to cut the flowers and put them in the water. And so just bring them in a little vase. Well, when you bring flowers to our house, we just... You guys toss them. <laughs> I would too, actually, yeah. Well, they came out of our front yard, Rick, so... <laughs> yeah. I know. You notice that... I know. That, I know you're getting a little thinner in that bush ball. Get to that it. That camellia looks much nicer year, two days it's ago. It's hard for me to bring you flowers this time. You know, I want you to get get up with the gardening. So there's the other thing about is... Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about this in our horrible wine writing, which oh, is the is That's the right. giving of the gift. The giving of the where gift. Where the wine is purposefully a host or hostess gift. Yes. You know, um, and I think one of the things that we that once you bring that, you don't get to dictate it's a what gift. they do with it. It's it, a gift. It's a gift. It leaves your hand. The minute it leaves your hands, it, it's, it's not yours, yours anymore. Yeah, right. It's somebody else's, and they get to decide what to do with it. Absolutely right. Right. And there's there's guys say, you know, you should open this with dinner or don't open. Well, it, what you can say if you if you make want to make sure that it's a gift, you, you put it in a, a little wine bag. You know, a right. gift bag, and it's say, and say, it. this is special for you. You know, right. we, you know, we on occasion have uh, major parties at our house. Um, that's the only way I can get invited to a party. I was going to say, I, I haven't them. been invited to one. Well, so. yeah, yeah, we should talk to you about that later. So there's reasons, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, Halloween, for example, is a, is a is a big deal at our house. I bet it and, is. And a handful of people brought um, brought brought wines in a bag and said, "This is not for the party." Right. Um, and so I chugged them at at midnight when everybody left. <laughs> but you, you gave them out in little cups to the kids when they were <laughs> yes. trick or treating. Here's a little right. plastic yes. cup for you and right. another one for you. All right. Um, and, and but but the thing is, you know, when when you do bring in wine, it's a very nice thing as a gift. I do think it is a really nice host or hostess gift. But um, but just remember, they're going to do with it whatever they want. If yes, they, they throw will. it into the pile, then then that's their that's choice. That's their choice too. Yeah. yeah. And if they yep. bring, if you are the host or hostess, and somebody brings you a bottle of wine you despise, what do you do, Paul? You say, "Oh, thank you ever so much," and that, you put it on the back counter and you deal with it later. Right. Don't ever be the wine snob and you know we both know people who have done that and it's just like you wouldn't do that with candy you wouldn't go oh 
I don't chew caramels. Don't you know about my teeth? Or or, or even worse, ooh, I hate this kind of candy. Or yeah. or even worse, nobody likes this kind of candy. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. Thank you very much. How lovely. And I'll give it to my sister-in-law for Christmas if that's what and, I'm going to do with and, it. Right. And there's plenty of times Doesn't that matter. people just don't have the, the, you know, the wine experience you might or whatever. And it just right. it's always, always be gracious. Right. And, and, of course, remember that the good news is you can always take those bottles and send them to Rick because he really will drink anything. Or, or just re-gift. There's that, too. <laughs> well, speaking of gifts, we're going to give a gift to our listeners in a moment because we are about to take questions. Cool. So thank you for listening to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. And if you'd like to ask us a question and are not listening on our website, you can go there, which is rickandpaulwine.com, all one word. And if you are on our website, ask us a question. You can also find us on iTunes with a simple little click. All right. Our first question comes from Terrence in Santa Rosa. This, wine country. We, we had, Santa yes, Rosa's wine and country. And we had saved up our, we've saved up our, uh, our wine, our party-related questions. So this is one of those. Good. Was, I was at a party and I brought a wine. Actually, I like this question. Uh, um, uh, I was at a party and I brought a wine I really liked. I told my friends about how nice everyone at the winery was and, and that everybody liked the wine. Except when I tasted it, this is Terrence talking now, it was corked. Mm. I work in a restaurant, so I know corked wines. But my friends were fine with it, so I just shut up. Was I a jerk? No, actually, Terrence, you were a really good guy. You were a good guy, totally. You were a good guy. Yeah. Because there are two options there. Well, actually, there are three. One of the options is what you did, which is let people enjoy the wine, pat everybody on the back, go home. You're a prince. Everybody's happy. Nothing lost. Second option is you notice it's corked, you say how very interesting, you take what's left of the bottle, you take it somewhere discreetly, pour it down the sink and say, oh, that must have been very popular. It's all gone and you're done with it. But there's yeah. but why bother? People why bother are like if, if they're enjoying it. And, and wine is such a is such a creature of suggestion of people. Right. Right. So if they're liking it, then fine. Third option is to taste it and announce loudly to the group, <laughs> you fools, it's corked, it's horrible, yeah. don't you know anything about wine, which makes them all feel like idiots. Right. Now, if you Nothing tasted it there. first and it was your wine, you might say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't pour this around. Right. But once they've got it in their glasses and, and they they're liking it. it. And, and by the way, there's a corollary to that one, Terrence, which is, which it doesn't sound like you would ever do, but this is to somebody who might, and that would be our wine snobs that we make fun of, which is if somebody else brings a wine, yep. pours it, and other people like it, yep. you certainly do not announce that there's something wrong with it. Well, interesting story, Rick. I was at a dinner with a group of professional wine judges. This was one of the dinners you, you know, when you judge wine competitions, y'all yes. go out to dinner. Yeah, later. and those, that's a, this is an entirely, this is a very unusual crowd. I've been in those crowds. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they usually get tossed really quickly, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the owner of a winery showed up and started insisting that everyone taste her wine. I know what we're talking about. I'm of which guess, yes. she was very proud, and it was corked. Yeah. Yeah. She had not tasted in advance, and she went around to every table, and I will tell you, as good little wine judges we were, nobody said, honey, it's corked. We just said, mm, very nice. Thank you very much. She went around the room. She felt like she'd done a good job. We discreetly poured the wine out and went on having a nice dinner and no. And did she got, ever taste it? She never tasted it. Oh, yeah. It. So that's the thing. And, and the thing it. is, though, when you're in a group like that and if somebody bring, if somebody buys a wine or brings a wine or even their own wine and it is cork and they taste it, they're not going to be offended. It's Because right. they understand that it's just, it's just a... Perfect example. Yeah. These were real wine experts and not even... Even they raised the issue with the woman well, pouring the wine. because they so, were actual experts as opposed to the snobs. So Terrence did the right thing. Good job, Terrence. 
Way to go, our friend Terrence. All right, and this one is from Jerry in Milpitas. We've all been to this one. <laughs> At every holiday dinner for my family, we have a cousin who shows up and turns into a raving you-know-what. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> he never likes anyone else's wine. This guy is like the definition. He never yeah, likes yeah. anyone else's wine and gets that wine snob voice and gives lectures. <laughs> he mansplains away everything yes. about the wine. And this, this is part of like, too, and honestly, we always hate the wine he brings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he does bring something, Jerry says. Yeah. This is Jerry with an eye, so this is what she says. Uh, what should we do with him? His brothers want to beat him up. Should I allow it? <laughs> I well, say yes. If it's his brothers, yep. I say go for it. Go for Take it. Take him out in the yard. Do in the right. back so there's no blood on your That's driveway. Right. Yeah. That's right. And buy the barbecue yeah. so that nobody will hear much. Yeah. You know, and everybody has a beer in their hand and he fell down the steps and everything's fine. Yeah. No, I, I do actually have another solution, which is a lot of times what you will discover is that um, wine snobs like this become completely different people once you make them taste everything blind. And it would be really interesting for one of his brothers to say, well, you know so much about wine. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take four bottles that different people brought to the dinner today, and we're going to ask you to taste them blind, and you can tell us which one's which because you must be a real expert. And put those wines out there and have him taste the wines and watch him get a whole lot quieter because it's actually pretty hard to do this. Yeah, it is pretty hard to do that. That is actually – and that's a nice solution. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to um, Besides which, he's, he's going to be quiet for a while because yeah. he's got to think about yeah. the wine. So he'll shut up and let everybody else you know, get on with their lives. Well, here's one of the things that, that I would say is when J uh, the cousin, Jerry's cousin, says, I don't really like this wine. What you say is, well, you know what? Good. I, I really do. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if he starts to explain why, you can say, well, that's really great. I mean, nicely. You could even say yeah. it nicely. That's really great, but it doesn't yeah. matter because I really like it. So thanks yeah. anyway. Yeah. Or you could just say when he talks about how good his wine, you could say, you know, I must have, I must be really sensitive to something in it because I really don't oh, like it. Oh, that's good. See, I was going to say we have different palates, but yeah. I like it. I must be sensitive must to be... something in it because you're implying that, that he got that, something that, bad. That's right. I like he, it. That he can't tell the difference. And, and, that's a nice little touch in and, there. And by the way, this is runs counter to what we just said about being <laughs> gracious, right? But this is not to regular people. People. This is to the wine snob. That's right. He's so, asking for it. I let that, him have it with both that barrels. That is a good line. I am going to remember that line. I must be sensitive to something in this wine. I like that. All right. <laughs> Jerry, I hope that's a little help. And, you know, when in doubt, though, the, let the brothers step in. Absolutely. That's yes. what, if brothers can't beat up their brother about something like this, what the hell good are they? Right. Exactly right. And then we have one more. And this is from a regular listener, Jill in Fresno. Great. And this is a twist on what you were talking about a little bit earlier, which is this is uh, – and she says this is – a I, I, use the word twist because this was in her question. Yeah. This is a twist on a question I've asked before. I have a good friend in the restaurant business who loves wine but has access to all kinds of great wine. Right. Any suggestions for a gift? I do. Okay. I, I do. A nice distilled spirit. Okay. Going the other direction. Get a nice yeah. a rye whiskey, which are very popular right now, or a good brandy. If you, yeah. yeah. Any kind of thing. Yeah. You know, any wine drinkers have a tendency, especially somebody in the restaurant business. They, you know, they, they, as, and, and I, I, Jill, our regular listener, I know is, was in the restaurant business for a good long time. Yeah. And so, Jill, as you know, that um, there's plenty of great spirits out there. And the thing about spirits is that there's such a great range within each one, a rye, which is one of the things I've been really enjoying lately. There's a range in the rye. So find one that's unusual. And it's once again, it really looks like you're trying. Now, it's right. not a wine gift, but well, it's a good gift. Yeah, and and actually, because there are so many these days, so many small producers of distilled spirits, there's right. a huge range. You can almost, on the other hand, he works in the restaurant business. 
if he wants that stuff, he can get it. That's true, too. And I'm going to go back to my friend Hugh Johnson. I think he's the best wine writer ever. And he has two books that I think are wonderful. The one of them I mentioned before is A World Atlas of Wine. And the other one is called Vintage, The Story of Wine. And it's basically a history of wine from prehistory to today. Mm -hmm. Lots of good stories in there, stories that anyone who works in a restaurant will pull out of their back pocket a hundred times while they're working the floor. And I like, of course, you know, I'm, I'm someone who reads. If this person is a millennial who gets everything off their phone, may not be the same solution. But I love those two books. Not bad. Not bad. Or, or get them one of my books, Jill. Uh, we, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, All don't, right. don't we'll, do that, Jill. We'll, we'll talk about uh, <laughs> more questions uh, a bit later, too. But we are moving on because we've got some really horrible wine writing coming oh, up. boy. You I are listening to Bottle yeah. Talk with Rick and Paul. Yes, there it is. That's your sign that this is uh, this is this is horrible wine writing time. And <laughs> and Paul, this one you brought this one to my attention. I brought this. up. This is just a, a staggering bit of wine writing, but it's not a description that we usually make fun of. It's actually the thinking on this. Yeah, one, that's right. It? It's not horrible wine writing. It's horrible wine thinking. <laughs> yeah. um, and ironically, it's 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 written, got published in a mid-sized newspaper in this very country, and that under the title "To Leave or Not to Leave." That is, of course, whether you leave the bottle after you brought it. And and I was thinking maybe it should be, should this person leave immediately? Or, <laughs> but the question is, here here is what they wrote. You brought wine to a party or a dinner, and it was never opened. Do you take it back? This can get a little sticky, you think? <laughs> there are those who say that you leave it no matter what, and that it's rude to even suggest taking it home. Those people may take great exception to what I am about I to do, suggest. I do. I take great <laughs> exception. I've got my hand up. I'm, I'm raising my hand. Yes, I take exception. Because this writer says, I look at it as, how well do you know your audience? When I'm at the home of a really close friend, I'll ask, would you like me to leave this wine? And then I gauge their reaction. Yeah, the reaction is, are you kidding me? What kind of a jerk are you that you bring a bottle of wine to my house <laughs> and, and then take it away later? And you used to be my friend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Honey, delete that contact from my phone, please. All right, keep going. This is just so, amazing. So that, if I'm at a relative's house for a holiday dinner and I know no one in the house drinks the type of wine I brought, again, I'll ask if they want me to leave the wine. If anyone answers ambiguously <laughs> with it's up to you, which is what anybody would any do, they, decent right. hostess would do, right. or something else that makes me think they'd like to keep the bottle, I'll leave it without further discussion. Okay, so first thing. So they know they don't drink that kind of wine, but they brought it they anyway. They brought it anyway. Yes. This That's is right. a very good— That's right. This is a very yeah. nice person. Yeah. yeah. And the example I use is, yeah, this is like bringing flowers to somebody's house, and then after you've had dinner at the house, say, listen, uh, I'm going to be leaving now. Do you mind— do you mind if I take the flowers with me? Because <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, you're not going to use those, are, are, are you? There, there's a couple of those chocolates left from the box. I'll, I'll, let me, I'll, <laughs> I'm just going to take, take them, them home. home. My lord! Yeah, See, this is this is this is not a, any kind of a dilemma. It's a no. gift. The it's wine a gift. is a gift. That's you right. bring the wine, you leave the wine, you go on, and and a oh, dear lord, I just this one is staggering. It got printed in a newspaper in a in a mid-sized American city, and yeah. people are using this as advice. If anybody sees the story, I would just say. 
probably don't take the wine recommendations from this person either because it just doesn't seem like they know what they're talking about. Unbelievable. Uh, okay, so mine isn't one of our uh, descriptions either. It's from one of those knuckleheads who's always writing about being cool and about m- the mistakes people make. Oh, yes. Yes, because, you know, making mistakes with wine is horrible. Yes, and, and in this in this case, he was but, talking about white wines, but it's also uh-huh. the language itself is, is really is bad writing. It's that snooty nose in the air, a little pinky uh, raised as yes. you talk. I'm, I'm going to save you from a fate worse yes. than death. So, uh, so bear with me on this. Okay. During the season of frivolity and good cheer, which of course means the same thing, that's me, (laughs) don't make a mistake in your parties with your wine service. You want to impress with your offerings. You want your guests to see you as serious about your choices. Actually, what you want your guests to see you serious about is your guests having a good time. About your hospitality, yes. Is that right? That's that mistake, yeah. You want to impress. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Many beginners get it wrong. See, I can't help but read it with that snobby sound, too. (laughs) Many beginners get it wrong. My advice, do not succumb to populist wines such as California Chardonnay, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, or other tired varieties. Yeah, those are the wines that people like to drink, and you wouldn't want to serve people something they'd like to drink at your house. Yes, and and I don't know how he decided that they were tired, but because, yes. With some research and diligence, you can discover white wines that will impress. My suggestion is to acquire wines, not buy them, by the way, to acquire wines to which your guests will not likely have easy access access. Well, that's helpful, too. So if they like it, they can't ever find it again. <laughs> and you you don't get wine. This is the, I mean, never mind, never mind. Well, there's there's so many never minds here, but there's so many things wrong with this. But maybe the first fundamental thing is that, you, is that you're trying to impress your guests right. with your choice of wines. You know, I once consulted with a winery that hosted a holiday party, and the wife of the owner of the party was absolutely convinced that their job in the holiday party was to give all the winery employees an experience that they had never had before. And so she went out of her way to serve bizarre wines, bizarre foods, and everybody dreaded the parties. And I made the novel suggestion one year of actually serving something that people would like to eat and people would like to drink. And you know what? It was a stunningly successful party. Right, 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 right. It's it's brain surgery. You really have to think this stuff through carefully. Serve guests what they like to eat and drink. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it, it's it's about it's you know I mean food and wine is hospitality. It's hosp- simply that. That's right. It's about hospitality, and That's the reason right. why you you serve it is for them to have a nice time, not for them to think that you're super cool because we surely don't. Making them feel welcome. All right. We've got lots to cover because this is a uh, Christmas show. We're going to go a little long from our normal average of time and take another question or two. Okay. Okay. So, and if you'd like to ask us a question, the place is rickandpaulwine.com, all one word if you're not already on that website. Carrie was there and she is from Laguna Beach and asked... We have a couple pretty big holiday parties. My friends are what my mom called good drinkers. Oh, with yes. I like that. Oh, yeah. We almost always get close to running out of wine, even though everyone brings some. So at least they're they're trying. And I like this. Just so you don't think we're terrible, everyone cabs or Ubers home. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So here's my question. There's a box wine I really like. It would be my safety net. Will I be insulting people if I put it out? It doesn't sound like it if they're good drinkers. <laughs> they're good drinkers. Well, in fact, there are some pretty good wines yeah. that come in boxes. Yeah. So, um, I, but but she does that. I mean, it is it is a complicated question that some people look at box wines and say, oh, they can't possibly be good. Like our knucklehead writer, for sure. Right. 
On the other hand, what's to prevent you from getting a box wine, putting it in the kitchen, filling a decanter, putting the decanter on the table and serving it that way? People are happy with it. Nice idea. There yeah. are some good wines in yeah. boxes. Definitely for the right. And for the right, put you, you keep it in the fridge anyway. And so yep. if anybody's looking for it, you and and the thing to say is you know, I really like this wine. If right. you'd like some, it's in the fridge or right. some. Yeah, it's just it's just That's a simple. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, and I think if you like the wine, I say I say proselytize for it. You Absolutely. know, tell people that the wine comes in all forms and categories. And since you're not trying to impress your guests, you're trying to get them to have a good time and knowing they're good drinkers. <laughs> and and if they're unhappy, tell them to send a question to Rick and Paul about how they went to this party and they were served a box wine. And what's the correct response? And we'll have an answer for them too. There you go. All right, one more. This is from Stan. In Reno. He says, I really like wine and I'm learning about it. I hope my question doesn't sound selfish. <laughs> Stan, Stan, Stan. <laughs> Most of the holiday parties I go to are with friends who don't know much about wine. The wine's pretty average at best. No biggie. It's a party. Yeah, this yeah. Is, you know what? Stan's going to Carrie's party in Laguna Beach, yeah. and he's unhappy about getting the box wine. Yeah. Well, he might not be, actually, uh-huh. but if it's good box wine. Says, but now and then there's something good, and my friends don't notice and just pour like their glasses are big gulps. <laughs> <laughs> They're just drinking what's ever in front of them. Is it a horrible thing to hide it in the back of the lineup so so there'll be more for me? Okay, Stan. If you've ever seen me at a party, the answer would be go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is pretty standard policy in, in, a, in a general party where some people know about wine and some people don't. If people, you know, the, the classic pour in a wine glass is a third of the glass, right? You pour up. In, in That's that why I get a very large shape. glass. I you, get I get like a, a four a, gallon, a, a glass. fifty ounce yeah, glass, yeah. right? Yeah. But you're supposed to fill your glass just up to where it starts to curve back in again, just to the fat part of the glass. So if people are filling their glass up to a quarter of an inch of the rim with stuff, you are within your rights. If there's a really good wine there that you think a lot of people would like to enjoy, not just you. In putting that bottle near the back and encouraging people to really slug down the other stuff that's less expensive or less interesting, yeah. I, I'm, I I'm in favor. Nobody of that. notices. Nobody cares. It's, you're not doing. It, you're not stealing from anyone. I think it's a completely fine thing to do. Yep. By the way, you know, in the restaurant business or the bar business, really, you know, when they when they fill a wine glass, when, when the bartender fills a wine glass, yeah. that's called a wedding pour. That's because <laughs> it's an open bar and the idea is that to keep you from coming back for a while because they've got their hands full. <laughs> busy. Yes, but it's not really, it's not, wine isn't best that way. Yes. Plus, if you're me, there's a good chance you're going to spill it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, We've spilled over our uh, for another day, and uh, that's it for another round of Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. Cool. Our producer is Matt Piscini. Thank you, Matt. Thank you to Capital Public Radio for the studios. If you'd like to ask us a question and you're not on our website, go to rickandpaulwine.com. That's all one word. And uh, you can also find us on iTunes. You can subscribe for free with just a little bitty click. And if you learned anything today, we hope it's it's never rude to give wine as a gift. It's always rude to take it back. I'm Rick Cushman. <laughs> I'm Paul Wagner. Remember, the best wines you drink are with friends. Or with us. Especially with us at parties. <laughs> <laughs>